Color Out of Space came out in January this year. And broadly speaking, um, sci-fi horrors, relatively low budget ones with high production values and often transgressive themes are, for me, catnip. There have been so many since the likes of, I don't know, Hereditary and The Witch and a, a wide raft. I reviewed one of the year's best films, The Loft, um, which is fantastic and fits into that sort of killing of a sacred deer would be another one and color out space broadly fits into this template um it's a, an adaption of a novel by hp lovecraft who's an american writer from the late 1800s to the early 1900s possibly the most influential horror writer of all time he has um, a universe that he writes in that's um, influenced enormous reams of other writers and movies, uh, often dealing with um, Cthulhu, the most famous entity, but beings from beyond time in different dimensions and very odd things as well. Very sort of the, the creeping dread uh, and this sort of primeval terror but his books are notoriously difficult. He was a short story writer for a start, but his books are, are very existential and often quite difficult to adapt. And Colour Out of Space is one of his most acclaimed novels. And it's proven, It's I think it's been made into a film twice already, neither of which paid much more than lip service to the original novel. This time around, they've done it a much more faithful adaption. Um, and it's interestingly by a director called Richard Stanley, who had a very promising career up until 1996 when a project he'd worked for four years on, The Island of Dr. Moreau, another adaption from another science fiction writer from around the same time as Lovecraft, H.G. Wells. And that proved to be one of Hollywood's most famously failed productions. He ended up being sacked and lots of the cast ended up leaving due to the appalling behaviour of certain people on set. Uh, Marlon Brando was one of them, but he was very supportive of the director in the face of interference from the studio. Unfortunately, his daughter, Cheyenne, committed suicide during the filming and he left the production and was only intermittently back on set. So Richard Stanley lost one of his biggest supporters and Brando still had so much clout that whatever he said went so he kind of lost his ally and I think the guy who was the star begged to be let out because it was so toxic on set and then Val Kilmer arrived and claimed that he'd been served divorce papers um, and that explains why he was completely horrible to everyone on set including the director and they brought in, I think, uh, was it John Frankenheimer or someone really, really famous from the 70s to finish it. And it was a disaster anyway. But the story of it's being made into books and documentaries, including one by Richard Stanley. But he's returned with Colour Out of Space. Um, and it's a much more faithful adaptation of the original Lovecraft story, which follows it pretty neatly though it updates it all to the modern era that doesn't really matter he's lovecraft's famous for this kind of victorian horror but i always think about things like that where we associate hg wells and lovecraft with you know this bygone era of victorian horror 
when they were writing, they were writing state-of-the-art stories because that was state-of-the-art at the time. That was the modern world. So I wonder if we do get lost a little bit in, in painting them as these old-timey folk when they were writing the same as if someone wrote a really modern novel today. Um, it's, a, it's a simple story. It's the Cabin in the Woods story. Nicholas Cage lives with Jolie Richardson, who's recently had a mastectomy, uh, and they live in this idyllic farmstead in a very remote, wooded area near the fictional town of Arkham, which has apparently in the past had some dodgy events happen and is famed for weirdness and um, being sort of like this place beyond space and time. Um, he lives there with his wife, Jolie Richardson, and their two children, who are played by, I think, Madeline Arthur and Tommy Chong, possibly. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, and a meteor lands in their back garden. Uh, this big purple light happens, and the next day they go out and find this incredibly stinky meteorite just sitting there. And it gradually dissolves into dust by the time the news reporters get there to, to look at this event. Um and from that point on, things start to go wrong. Things start to change in very weird ways. Uh, whatever the meteorite was seems to have had an effect on space and time and um, animals start changing, the environment starts changing, space and time seem to start bending. Um, and I think we've been down that road a fair amount and I, it could possibly originate from Lovecraft himself. Um, Nicolas Cage is uh, the main character-ish. I think he's held up as a star here, but I wonder whether the daughter, played by Madeleine Arthur, is actually the star. She seems to have the most prominent role. Um, it touches on a lot of themes that are quite relevant to today as well, because one of the side characters who um, is seen at the start living in a tent, he's working as a person that's testing the water table and finding you know the the fact that there's now incredible weird pollution in the water as a result of this meteorite but the local officials don't want to spoil the development of the area um, so it does touch on sort of modernist ecological themes but for the most part it's pure sci-fi madness um, and very very heavily on the visuals as well the visuals are amazing the cinematography is by steve Annis, I don't know anything about him, but it's got some... The being in the original book was supposed to be a being of impossible colour. Uh, and that gives an enormously wide palette for the director to show these incredible visions on screen. They also show, also show some really messed up stuff as well. I think you can broadly get the gist of it that you know everything starts to change around the family imperceptibly at first and then really really badly uh, with uh, mutating animals and people turning into weird things um it is uh, it is very very good uh, there's nothing that i would say wasn't very good about it I saw this film back to back with Mandy and I think Mandy is a better film in almost every regard attempting to do similar things that's a much more exploitation slash art house slash gore film but I think it's got probably a, a more interesting universe this one's 
based in a very normal world on on and then descends into its madness mandy is art house all the way through um i thought it was it was good but i don't think that it's brilliant uh nicholas cage is is all he's good but at the halfway stage because of the effects of this meteorite he starts to go very very gonzo and that might be from the impact of the meteor and that's valid for the story but it still does jut out a lot uh, and he's very very madcap um which is supposedly a result of these changing sort of uh, reality that they're undergoing but he does really stick out it's fun it's a lot of fun that he does that but it is sort of quite jarring i wouldn't say the rest of the cast particularly stood out either uh jolie richardson's pretty decent a veteran british actress she's good and um everyone is all right i wouldn't say that anyone including madeleine arthur stood out particularly um i don't think anyone stands out as an actor in this film visually it's very very striking sometimes when they go for the mutating animals thing it it kind of it looks cheaper than when they do the um psychedelic light shows and and that kind of it side of it um it does look a little bit cheaper which it is it's a it's a cheap film but it's well put together and it's one of lovecraft's most straightforward stories as well so it works well as a screenplay um it is a little bit slow and i think the lack of development in the characters and the fact that it's slow is a continual problem with short story adaptions because they don't have that in the short story you're talking about something that was probably under 130 pages where character development and um the ability to sustain a two-hour movie isn't really there so they often pad them out but here it's done with mood and sort of you know it's a, it's a long entry into the film which is good because it's all done very well um i think the cabin in the woods story we have seen um so it is really good and it is one of the better films i've seen this year but i'd stop shy of saying that it was a truly great film um but it's great to see the director richard stanley back and he doesn't really miss a beat with what he's done here um like i said i was going to review that and mandy back to back because there's a few things in mandy that are elevated above what you get here and i can i know that i'll definitely remember that film more so i did really like color out of space and visually and and interesting as well because this has a soundtrack by colin stetson who has worked with people like arcade fire and i featured his solo albums in the past um and he does a really good job the sonic stage and the visual stage on this film of superb mandy on the other hand has johan johansson's last ever score and that's a good way of judging the two films side by side because his score and his use of music in that film is just elevated sort of from you know being very good to absolutely mind-blowing so i think that's a fair indication of where both films lie um it's still if you're a fan of um visuals and sound it is definitely one for you and if you like um weirdness in sci-fi films the thing i think it lacked the most a little is a lot of these films that have come through like hereditary and the witch and so on they're very transgressive and they dabble in the taboo and i don't know if this is that taboo or transgressive it's a little bit more mainstream uh in that regard there is one really horrible event 
Um, but compared to the other films which are challenging on a lot of levels, I don't think this is particularly challenging film so i'm going to give color out of space eight out of ten a solid eight but i definitely don't think it's worth any more eight out of ten for color out of space and you'll be on the brown note movie review podcast uh, sometime in 2022 another track from one of